episode of A Pair of Bookends is sponsored by Dear Green Reads. They create handmade book sleeves and gift boxes for all your bookish needs. They also support small independent businesses and designers by working in collaboration with them. Welcome to A Pair of Bookends. The book club you can carry anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Hannah MacDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. Today on the show, we welcome you to the first in our new series, Top of Your TBR, where we invite the people we admire to give us four of their standout book recommendations. Our very first guest is the inimitable Pandora Sykes. Pandora is a writer and broadcaster. Her journalism explores social commentary, culture and lifestyle, and she's written for an extensive number of publications, including The Sunday Times, Vogue, GQ and more. Pandora was the co-creator and co-host of the chart-topping pop culture podcast, The High Low, and has since gone on to host several other podcasts, including The Missing, an eight-part docuseries called Pieces of Britney for BBC Radio 4, and most recently, Unreal, a critical history of reality TV. In July 2020, her essay collection, How Do We Know We're Doing It Right, was published, a book that explores modern life and the many anxieties and questions it provokes. Pandora is also currently a judge on the 2022 Women's Prize for Fiction panel, and as someone whose Instagram feed I have turned to on many an occasion for a recommendation pandora was the first person that sprung to mind for this series <laughs> amazingly despite our amazingly fangirly situation <laughs> our little podcast was able to persuade the fantastic pandora to provide us with four excellent recommendations for our tbr and here's what she has to say Hello, this is Pandora Sykes and I am so pleased to be sharing my top of your to be read pile, top of my to be read pile. Um, firstly, a book by one of my favourite writers. Um, I'm going to go with One Day by David Nichols. It never fails. I absolutely love it and I absolutely love him. I am so glad that she picked david nichols <laughs> how long have i been shouting about him to you for forever. since we ever forever. met like forever. whole life um yeah no i i love david nichols and no. i have well i know um i've read i think almost everything he's written i'm trying to force <laughs> sweet sorrow. sorrow on me for as long as i can remember honestly it's beautiful but the first ever David Nichols book I ever read was One Day, and I got given it by my teacher. Um, me and her were very close. She's a, a really great teacher, um, and she used to give me books all the time. Was it an English teacher? Uh, no, she was a drama teacher, but oh. she she uh, realised that, that I was a reader, and not a lot of people in our class were. And um, so she used to recommend me all sorts of stuff. I got um, um, When God Was a Rabbit by Sarah Women. Amazing. And, um, the Sense of an Ending by Julian Barnes, like loads of different books. But anyway, one of the first things she ever gave me was One Day by David Nichols, and she was like, you have to read this. And so I went away and read it, and I was like, 
this is a person that has my brain. Like, it's <laughs> so funny. So witty and so great with his, um, like, uh, characters. I just loved it. Loved, absolutely loved it. How about you? Because you read it recently, didn't you? Yes, so I read it for the first time for this podcast. And it's been sat on my shelf for the longest time. <laughs> so long that the sun has... <laughs> Whittled away the spy. Yeah, it's <laughs> faded slightly, and I got the shock of my life when I turned to the front of the book and saw how bright the cover looked <laughs> in comparison. Um, but I, yeah, I read it recently, and I, I would wish I'd read it sooner. I loved it so much. It was everything you want in a book. Yeah. Like, it's just so well-written and so funny, and it's... I, I know our listeners have heard how much I don't always enjoy romance books because of things like you can find romance fiction um, that has a lot of cringy dialogue. Mm. Uh, it's mm. just a bit of unnecessary like fluff. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to kind of be snobbish about it because there are, you know, a lot of romance readers out there. And, you know, the main thing is that people read and, you know, books are amazing. But yeah. for me, it's just not the genre for me. Um, but there are certain books that explore relationships that I just really love and this was one of them yeah um I loved their relationship I loved their dynamic I loved their friendship I loved getting to witness these little insights and snippets in one day in each year of their life and you know seeing where they're each up to the following year and what their careers are like and what their families are doing and what they've been up to who they're now seeing are they still connected to each other Uh, have they fell out and the whole like will they won't they that Mm. has you kind of on edge until like the very end like it just really kind of sucks you in yeah and And i think as well it's it's a point of like there is a a mundanity about it there is like it's not like all this crazy thing happened it's just like oh i'm still working in the restaurant or oh you know nothing much has happened that's life like it it felt so realistic so grounded so and you know the parts where you're rooting for them and things like that come from you not from the author the author says this is the situation and then you go oh but i really want this to happen or whatever yeah and like i just think it's so well done so well done and nice to see a northern girl oh my god yes in this situation like i mean if you've watched the the movie maybe not it's anne hathaway in the film mm. isn't it what what's her accent in the film um like rp no hello what? hello they don't have a northerner in it no oh that's going yeah oh. um <laughs> yeah hence why i'm not a big fan of the film because for me it's such a big part of her character yeah. is her northernness and i think that for us it's our culture and the way we speak and our yeah. cadences yeah. and things like that and that's really important and yeah. like especially when you juxtapose our experience with dexter's experience yeah and like he's very kind of like a middle class yeah london yeah and it's like that's such an important part of the book Can it was a really that? interesting look mm. at class and privilege and how mm. that can affect relationships and mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. because it does have a huge impact Massively. i also really loved how because i've only read one of the book by david nichols before this which was the understudy and um you not read that out of a 10 no i'm gonna shower you <laughs> 
I'm obviously going to be picking up everything now. But I, I know that David Nichols started out as an actor and then has obviously had a hugely successful career as a writer. And I think you don't really get books where it explores like the life of creatives, like mm. the shit side of the life of creatives like you get oh somebody's like a high-flying successful writer in a book but you don't get like the shit stuff yeah that you know like me doing <laughs> Brighton Fringe this week and but one one show we did people. one show we did to four people and that's just the way it is mm-hmm. that's that's an actor's life for you like that is the life of a creative there is the struggle and it is nice to read and nice to go oh god I have been that girl waitressing in a restaurant and fucking being like is this really my life like and you know that david nichols has been there yeah he was, he was an actor and then a writer and he has been where we are and i think that also he writes women in a way that is really impressive mm-hmm. so he writes women with empathy yeah which not a lot of people do and not a lot of men men do, do. should i say yes so it's really refreshing to see. I loved one day and yeah, crying on the bus on the way to college because I finished <laughs> it as I left home to go to college, cried all the way there. Yeah. And then walked into my tutor like, you gave me this book, you ruined my life. Oh. And she was like, it'll teach you a lot of things. And I was like, you know what it did? really did does hit you in the feels big time big time so read with caution because yeah read with is... caution <laughs> but it's beautiful and it's, it's so fun beautiful. and if you want something romancy it'll tick that box if you want something tragic it'll tick that box if you want something dramatic tick that box if you want something mundane it'll tick that box like literally yeah it's, it is a, just a really nice easy read yeah yeah and um, it's a comfort read like Pandora says like if you look on her Instagram recently she's just come back and read it again yeah it is it is a comfort I can imagine wanting to reread this in the yeah, future yeah the only thing i would say about mm-hmm. one day is that i did actually find it a little bit frustrating that i only got the one day from really? each year oh i love that concept though no i, I love, love it as a concept, concept. yeah and i thought it was really like well executed and stuff but i was like just as you're at the point where you're like oh where's like what's gonna happen here what's felt like oh yeah. no you gotta wait until next year now and you gotta wait for them to mention it again and i was yeah. like no like i want to know what happened but that's just me i thought it was a really intriguing to... concept though yeah i've not read sure. anything like that before and i thought you know what to see someone's life over 20 years yeah and to see their like i look at myself even like three four years ago maybe even well let's say six years ago i didn't have children didn't have the life i have now or anything like that. my mum was still alive all those things yeah. i look back at that and i think my gosh was i a different person <laughs> you know and it's like if i'd met i don't know met someone at that point would they still be the same person that i met now and, yeah you know it, i love i love that concept yeah i do can, I, I, really... can we just explain that we are both very tired very tired so hannah has been away at the fringe in brighton in brighton doing crazy amazing things yeah and i have been tired and you've got kids <laughs> so that's all we need to know <laughs> shall we should we move on yeah, should we find out a second recommendation? I would love to. Let's go for it. A book I recommend to everyone, The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read by Philippa Perry, subtitle, and the book your children will thank you for reading or something, very long title. Um, I learnt lots about parenting. It really helped me with my parenting, but it also made me really understand my parents more. So it's completely brilliant. It's by the psychotherapist Philippa Perry. And I think 
everyone recommends it to everyone because it was in the bestseller list for about a year, probably. Okay, so I am mostly intrigued to find out what you think about this book because okay. it appeals to parents. Yeah. And you are not a parent yet. No. Or, you know, in your immediate future. So can you just let me know what you initially thought of the book? I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually, you can see... Like, oh, she's tapped, guys. She's tapped. Tapped a fair bit. Um, I found it really interesting, and um, as a non-fiction, I found it really accessible. It wasn't too dense. It it was so like informative, and I loved kind of all the examples. I like when there's kind of anecdotes scattered throughout a non-fiction because yeah. uh, it kind of breaks things up a little bit. And I liked that there were kind of insights into all these different parents' lives and, you know, their parenting styles and their experiences. And I just found it really interesting and it really made me reflect on how I was parented and the ways in which that might have affected me in later life. And I guess it made me have more empathy for my parents as well as seeing, okay, well, this is why I am the way I am now because of the way certain things or scenarios were handled. So yeah, I I found that really interesting. And I just, yeah, I I wouldn't even say it's just a book that I would recommend to parents. I think, I mean, obviously like I messaged my friend as soon as I'd read it. Uh, My best friend's recently had a baby and I messaged her and was like, have you got this? Like, I really think you should read it. It's really great. But it's also like a book that I would pass on to people that haven't had children Mm -hmm. because it it is interesting to look at the way you've been parented and how that's affected you. And obviously it's written by a psychotherapist and it's, you know, there's there's so many interesting things that we can reflect on in terms of our behaviour and like the way we are as people. And I I don't think it, it just, I don't think it could just make you a better parent or make you understand your own parents more. I think it actually can help you in a lot of your relationships, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's friendships or relationship with your partner. I think this book has the power to make you a better person already. You know, I've had a conversation this week where I've changed the way I've approached that conversation because of this book. Mm. Um, you know like the whole I feel and I think rather than turning a conversation into a kind of attack so I think it's really a really interesting look at the way we kind of navigate how complex our emotions are and how we treat other other people as a response to what we're feeling but how did what did you think as as a parent yeah as a parent so for those of you that don't know (laughs) um i I do have two children surprise surprise oh my gosh (laughs) um but yeah i have two children they are um three and one and And the cutest (laughs) babies in the whole world and yeah pretty much they are god's gift um (laughs) so i i came from this from a very like i want to learn i want to like understand as much as i can you know i was one of those parents that read like you know what to expect when you're expecting and it gave me nothing yeah so i approached it kind of like open-minded like i'll read it i'll see what happens and some of the strategies in there are really really good and it's mostly the is the behavior that your child is exhibiting because of you yeah and like nine times out of ten yeah yeah because i'm like ignoring it or i'm doing something or whatever and she's being annoying and i'm like why are you being annoying and she's like because i just want your attention yeah because i've i've not had your attention for 20 minutes yeah it's like 
that has been a lifesaver for me in yeah. terms like it's not a self-help book it is a book that gives you strategies to kind of like look at yourself yeah and it has really really helped with me and my daughter especially because she's three my son is like he's not really bothered about anything as long as he's sat on your knee he's not bothered but with my daughter she's very much kind of like wants attention mm. in a positive way yeah and i found that the reason why she was acting out was because i wasn't giving her the attention she craved and that is not her fault yeah and weirdly like if you're not a parent you don't understand that but when you read that book you're like oh my gosh no that is me like i am the person i'm getting annoyed because she's irritating me mm. why because the thing that i'm doing is annoying her yeah so what's the how can we fix that and I loved the way that Philippa Perry, she just basically said, yeah, you'll mess up as a parent. Mm -hmm. You will. And things will go wrong. Yeah. Um, but here is some strategies that maybe you could, could use mm -hmm. that will help. Yeah. And they really have helped. And I think that, like, I don't speak for every parent. My kids are, are very good and I'm very lucky with support I have and all of that stuff. But I have to say, I've noticed a change in my attitude, my daughter's attitude, my son's attitude, with the way that we approach discipline and yeah. the way that we approach just like collaboration as a family, like yeah. having fun and being able to say like, you know what, I as a parent am in the wrong or, or what like what I loved that she did was there's a chap a whole chapter on it where it's like, um, you you are getting annoyed because the child is doing something that irritates you. Mm -hmm. But think about the child's situation in that environment. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? All I want to do is read. But really should I be reading at ten o'clock in the morning when really it's my daughter's time to have fun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, maybe I shouldn't and that's why I'm getting annoyed at her. And she's getting annoyed at me. And maybe mm -hmm. I should just put my book aside and let's play for an hour. Yeah. And then I say, it's mummy's time to read. Yeah. And she goes, oh, all right. And literally the past like two weeks since we've been like using some of them strategies, it's been amazing. Really? Really, honestly, I would, re I would recommend it to any, any incumbent mum incumbent dad whatever like if you are coming up to that stage give it a go give it a read i'll definitely reread it when i have children yeah and i think it's a book that i'll be like billy i know you don't like to read but please can you just read this book well i know it i noticed um, my partner doing a lot of the things that i'm like that's a no-no <laughs> And like I keep bringing it, up, bringing it up, like you can't, you shouldn't do that. You're blaming her for your feelings and things like that. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's such a great like non self help book. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really glad I read it. I oh, am. Wow. I am. It was so good. <gasps> but what's next? A book I wish I had read as my younger self. I read a non-fiction book recently that I thought was completely brilliant called Strong Female Lead by a Guardian columnist called Arwa Madawi. And it's all about female leadership, but not in the slightly esoteric lean-in way, uh, more just about how female leadership is about certain qualities, um, not just being a woman. And she distills all these examples, not necessarily super obvious ones, which is what I love. She really looks at how female leadership is important at a grassroots level, not just, say, kind of epic female leaders like Jacinda Ardern. Learn about loads of great women and learn lots of useful and interesting business skills. So 
Next up, Strong Female Lead by Arma Madawi. That's an iconic title. It's beautiful. So, unfortunately, I was unable to get this from the library. I did actually try and get this the other day, but Central Manchester Library were letting me down. So, <laughs> but Lydia here. I have given it a read. And let me tell you, it is so good. Like, it's so enjoyable. Like, on a grand level, it's you could see it as just a non-fiction book about feminism. Like, fine, great. But what it does really well is to tell you about the strategies that female women, like, what we, what we do, like, so anyone that identifies as a woman, what we do really well is that we empathise, sympathise, and we take on board people's experiences before we make decisions in mm-hmm. leadership, which is the exact opposite of what male and masculine people do, yeah. which is to um, basically look at a situation, think how they would react, mm-hmm. and then react accordingly to their own yeah. reactions. And um, I loved Strong Female Lead because it really showed me it's not about being a certain type of person. It's not about being feminine, masculine. It's not about being strong or bold or anything like that. It's about listening. Yeah. The whole way through, it's all about listening to people. And whilst I know that Pandora mentioned about it's not just about being um, Justin Trudeau from <laughs> New Zealand, but that is mentioned a lot. Like, she's really? mentioned a lot because she's so good. And I think that... What's well, kind of the style that it's written in? So it's very much like an informal non-fiction book. Okay. So there are a lot of um, points in it where she kind of, like, she, I don't know, she'll mention Donald Trump and then she'll say something glib like next sentence and it's quite funny and she's really humorous in the way that she speaks and i I really enjoyed the kind of informality about it so it is yeah it's a non-fiction book it has some statistics it has some some more of the say like dry kind of like you've got to get through it for me but overall she's funny she's witty she makes you laugh and a lot of the time, despite the fact that quite a lot of it's um, USA-centric, so a lot of it is about US politics, a lot of it, to me, um, was very personal. Mm-hmm. So it was very much about, like, women's rights, women's rights to speak in a space, what kind of voice can we have? And, you know, like, it amazed me that at one point in one government, they brought on about, I think it was, like, 10 representatives of women, so women went to the meetings but they weren't allowed to speak what yeah so they were there but they couldn't speak right and just listening and reading about these people and you think my goodness like i thought we'd made progress and we really haven't Mm -hmm. and yeah no i loved it i really did and would recommend it to anyone for especially those women that are wanting to go into things like where they are leaders mm-hmm. whether that be you're a manager at a supermarket you're a, a director you're a, a ceo like it doesn't matter i think you need to look back on that and and read this book and be like you know what those factors are really important especially yeah. and especially for men i want all men to read it because it'd be amazing <laughs> so guys we i can't wait to pick that up so good you sold that to me <laughs> <laughs> should we see what her final recommendation is yeah i'd love to and lastly an underrated book i loved an essay collection actually by an australian writer called abigail ullman it's called hot little hands i love uh essays and I don't know if it's underrated. I've just never spoken about it with anyone else and I absolutely loved it. 
thank you very much for having me. Okay, so I really loved this. I only finished it yesterday on the train and I really struggle to read during show week. Um, If I've got shows on stuff, I really struggle. I might want to be kind of focusing on a script and stuff. But obviously Hot Little Hands is a short story collection and it was great to kind of jump in and out of. Mm. It's so funny, so like the wit is so like quick and sharp and it's about, you know, girls and women and what coming of age is like for four young girls and um, about female friendship um you know maybe your childhood female friendship to your adult female friendship to navigating relationships and sex and sexuality and trying to find yourself and yeah it was just there was so much that was explored but it it was just done so well and it's just so funny um and i'm gonna read uh one of my favorite bits from it i have uh tabbed this particular short story about three times. Um, So this one is called The Withdrawal Method. Do with that what you will. Seven books, he says, placing it in front of me. I'm in the band, I say. I know, seven books. Don't we get drink tickets? Last time you were in here, you made out my girlfriend. That'd be seven books. Fine. I get out the money and put it on the bar. I'm not tipping though. He shrugs and takes the bills. I pick up the drink and say, why are you being so weird about it? It's girl on girl, aren't you supposed to be into that? This isn't fucking Los Angeles, he says. I go back to the stage and give the glass to Lars, who takes a couple of sips and then chugs the rest down. He leans his head on my shoulder. I was turning left, man, and this guy in a taxi slammed straight into me. Did he have right away? Yeah. Did you have lights on? No. That bastard. I think I may have chipped a molar. I'm pregnant. Man, he he sits up and glares at me. You've always one up in me. (laughs) And I just like, I just love that there's like so many moments in it that are just like so funny and... No, I I love the sound of that. I really do. And I think that like, especially with short story collections and things like that, it can be quite, quite difficult to like land it well. Yeah. And to have like a really good voice throughout yeah and i feel like like with the way that you've described this author and stuff like they've done that really well yeah she's got a really strong voice throughout and um what i wasn't expecting was for certain stories to link back to a Mm. past story oh that's great um so it'll be you know a little bit further on and then Mm. you're back with that character Mm. and um it was just so fun and some of them are really short and i'm like how do I feel that like I know so much about this yeah. character in like 10 pages? Ten pages yeah. <laughs> it, like it, it blew my mind. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm so glad that Pandora recommended this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it is very like, it is sexy and it is like streetwise and it is, um, you know, what it's like, the kind of the frustrations and the anxieties of growing up yeah. as a young girl and just trying to navigate all the, shit and you know like petty petty comments that girls make when you're Mm. young and um you know worrying about like your body image and um 
and then as you you get a bit older worrying about like your career and what you're kind of doing with your life mm-hmm. and like the pressure that you feel and I think like the way this explored sex and sexuality was really great because obviously there is a real issue with slut shaming and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like guys are allowed to sleep around but girls aren't allowed to do that they're yeah, not kind yeah, of yeah. they're seen in a very different way if they do that and I thought that this was just so bold in the way that Abigail Ullman was just kind of like yeah girls <laughs> girls get about like what's it. wrong with it what of it <laughs> like it was kind of daring the reader to question it mm-hmm. and I loved that yeah um because we're people we have needs we have desires like of course we want sex and yeah it was just a very unique way of exploring that that i've kind of not seen before yeah but i really enjoyed it it's really good fun and i really cannot wait for you to read this great i definitely want to pick up more short story collections after reading this yeah have you read many short story collections i haven't i haven't read many um the most recent one i read was salt flow by julia ranfield oh you've not mentioned her before and that was just amazing (laughs) um but yeah so no i would really can't wait to see what you think of this and uh, also i'm really enjoying uh finding new female writers and i I really want to explore more australian female writers Mm -hmm. um because obviously there's meg mason who i adored there's abigail allman that i've now read um and i really don't think i've been introduced to that many but i've heard a lot about tara june winch yeah yeah yeah, she wrote the yield and i've got that on my tbl but i've not read it yet yeah a lot of good things about her but there's there's a lot of australian writers that you get to see on bookstagram you know Mm -hmm. i follow quite a few australian bookstagrammers and you know they talk a lot about like the great writers there Mm -hmm. and you know if their books aren't yet published here then it's like oh i really want to read that but i can't get it (laughs) yeah but yeah i i really really enjoyed this great I'm I'm intrigued. I really want to get my hands on it so that I can read some. Do you love a good short stories collection? And uh, yeah, I think I honestly am very impressed by what Pandora's picks. Yeah, we've got a really like great selection. I Amazing. I knew before she sent the recommendations over that she really loves her nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Pandora, if you don't already follow her, what are you even doing? <laughs> Go follow her at Pandora Sykes because she often shares uh, book stacks mm-hmm. uh, of books. That that she's been enjoying recently and there's always like a really great amount of non-fiction included yeah, yeah. um when a lot of people when you ask them for a book recommendation they'll kind of go towards fiction mm-hmm. um but pandora read re- <laughs> pandora reads um a really great mixture yeah. of the two um and obviously having a short story collection that was really great having two non-fictions both coming at things from very different perspectives and teaching us about very different things and then also one day just for a really gorgeous like comforting read and definitely a book that i'd be pushing to other people's hands did you know what to expect no not remotely not remotely <laughs> and i well i expected did expect a non-fic in there at, at least but i don't know i would not have pegged her as a david nichols fan like i didn't know that that was something oh, she no. loved See. and yeah i'm just i was really really in, like i was so impressed by these four books like because i've read all of them but one and they have all it really impressed me yeah yeah really impressed me so i i knew because they had um david nichols on for an episode of the high low and were both both pandora sykes and dolly alton were 
singing his praises <laughs> and it was a really great interview yeah. with him so i would really, really recommend going back and listening to that but also I, th- I think that like i really love what pandora's doing in our industry at the minute with kind of like she's really advocating for authors she is the the person to go to when it's like you know what i'm stuck for something to read like she's always got something great yeah especially with like pandora's books which is her new venture (laughs) pandora's books is a subscription in collaboration with fame productions um and do you want to talk about it yeah so it's it's amazing it so basically every month she she picks a book she um will then advocate for that book that whole month and she will do things like interviews with authors and all you need to do is like subscribe to a subscription Mm -hmm. and uh, i know you're a subscriber and i will definitely be in the future and you get sent the book to your door you can read it and like in the past there's been soren bliss there's been brown girls um, which i'm currently reading and it is brilliant yeah school for good mothers which we love um, she's also recently done the first non-fiction pick, which was Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe. I know a lot of people love that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's amazing that she's also in, including non-fiction picks. Yeah. And I think the June book is by Ella Risbridger, mm-hmm. but she wrote Midnight Chicken, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, so her books, it's her new book that they're putting in the subscription for June. And it's exploring like grief but also um including recipes and like all i love stuff like that yeah because that's kind of the thing that nora efron and dolly Alderson have done their books as well where they've included recipes and Mm -hmm. i just i think it's such a nice touch yeah so yeah a really nice mixed bag in subscription so it's a great it's a great little uh little thing to subscribe to and I just think like bolstering other authors and kind of giving them a pedestal and stuff is just fantastic. Yeah. So so yeah, if you haven't checked that out already, like I would recommend that. And I know that you as a subscriber would definitely recommend For that. For sure, yeah. And we really enjoyed, didn't we? We watched um the Meg Mason event. Oh, it's amazing. And it was so good. Um unfortunately it, it was in London, um, so you could go and see the event in person, but we're we're from the north. So so we Guys. couldn't make it down. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll do some events up north. Yeah. Um, but we really, really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. um, I also really enjoyed watching the event with uh, Jessamine Chan, which oh, I think yeah. was done via Zoom. The School for Good Mothers um, is one of like my favourite books that I've read this year. Um, and that was obviously included. So I'm grateful to Pandora <laughs> for bringing that into my life. So yeah, thank you so much to Pandora for all these incredible recommendations. Please do message us at a pair of bookends pod or email us a pair of bookends pod at gmail.com if you read any of these recommendations. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So now, before we finish, shall we uh, give some of our recommendations? I think we should. Uh, Lydia, what have you been enjoying recently? So, I've been having a bit of a rough month, to be honest. And uh, like all you bookends out there, you'll know, we all have our ups and downs. And Mm. this month has been a bit of a down for me. Nothing major, just feeling a bit crap. And like, you know, when you just feel like, you know what, I want my home comforts. I want the things that make me feel better. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I've had a bit of a struggly month, but... I decided that rather than like take on a whole novel or anything like that, I'm just going to sit, I'm going to read some poetry. Nice. Um, which always makes me feel better because you get through it dead quick. It's a sense of achievement. And also like sometimes poetry really does strike a chord with you. Mm-hmm. And I've recently read um, 
literally like last night I finished it was uh, Why I No Longer Write Poems by Diana Amphimardi and I got gifted this book by Blood Axe Books which thank you very much Blood Axe because you're amazing and they do a lot of poetry like modern day poetry contemporary poetry all of that stuff and it's really good so I thought I'd just read yeah if that's okay amazing. um one of the ones that I turn the corner down of if you are a proper reader like we are the type of people that like turn the corner down sorry did you things. tell me off for doing that uh, yeah but not in a poetry book <laughs> I didn't realise there was a bloody difference. Right, here we go. So, basically, this this poem is called Upside Down. Okay. Walking on your hands is a bit boring. Nothing to do but count toes, toenails, corns, shoes and the snails squashed under them. The soles of my feet burn so badly in the sun, I have to apply a yoghurt compress at night. Walking on your hands is a bit boring. Have you ever tried to do it on public transport? The bitter pain when a foot steps on your hands, wearing high heels or thick soles. In the evenings, I read your stories on my broken fingers. And I can't use my pockets either. Small change, letters, handkerchief. Everything just falls out. Besides, no one's impressed when I walk on my hands. It's a bit boring. It really is time to stop doing it. I finally decided not to love you anymore. Wow. I really, really love that poem. And um, so, yeah, so that's what I've been reading recently. Amazing. And uh, I found that when when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed or a bit down or a bit tired or whatever, sometimes poetry is the best way to go. Yeah. And it's it's a really nice release just to, like, listen to someone's thoughts and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Amazing. Um, how about you? Um, so I wanted to um, give a bit of a rogue recommendation. Okay. Um, obviously, while I've been performing at Brighton Fringe, um, we went and watched a couple of shows ourselves. And uh, one of the shows I went to watch was called Somewhere to Belong. And the company that put this on is called Sycorax Collective. Um, but I will include details in the show notes if you want to go and see um, any of their future work. But this particular show was really great fun. It was um, a mixture of clowning. It was funny. There were no words spoken throughout, but the actor performing, Kim Scopes, was brilliant. So expressive and creative and like dynamic and I I was just totally absorbed by her performance and it's just incredible that an actor can do that that they can make you feel so much without saying a word and it was a show that explored bisexuality and what it means to be bisexual and the issues you have to navigate with that it it was spoken about a lot uh, about how you feel like you're constantly kind of straddling this line between you know not being heterosexual but then not having the gay community embrace you as fully Mm. as people that just identify as lesbian or any other queer identity Mm -hmm. um it feels like they're constantly trying to navigate that and it sounds i mean i'm not bisexual so i don't understand that so it really taught me a lot and i'm really grateful for that but it was such a great show and it was done in the style of the character this actor was portraying um was um a contestant on a game show and they the contestants can win at the end of the game show somewhere to belong and it was just a really like imaginative piece of of theatre mm-hmm. and um they've actually collated a load of interviews from uh people that identify as pansexual queer bisexual from around the globe they did interviews uh over zoom or in person 
and they've collated all these interviews into an archive and I think the website is somewhere to belong.com but I'll include it in the show notes and um yeah it's it's just a free archive of all these interviews about them talking about their identity as a queer person and um yeah it's just a really really great interesting thing to watch and like a great thing to support so yeah i would really recommend going and taking a look at that um have you got any other recommendations for us no i think that's everything for me okay (laughs) i also wanted to quickly recommend um severance um which is um a a series with apple tv we have one episode left to watch of that and uh, so maybe I'll report back and say that I hated hated <laughs> it because it always like <laughs> the final episode has got to be a good one. Um, but it's a really really clever concept, and mm-hmm. I heard so many people raving about it before we watched it. But it's kind of dystopian, and it's set in America in a kind of future where the government where the people working for this specific company called lumon they are dealing with like classified high-risk like government stuff and in order to work for this company they have to be severed so they split their brain into two parts and um they have it's called their outy and their innie so they have their outer self who just lives like their day-to-day life outside of work and then they have their innie who only lives the work life um so each time they step into the elevator when they go up they their mind does a switch and they then they then step into their office and it's as though they've just been asleep so they only know they don't know anything about their outside life and their outside life doesn't know anything about their work person's life yeah and it's just so like terrifying um and thrilling and it's one of those shows that kind of drops little bits in throughout so you're left constantly wanting to find out what's going on i love that um and it really draws you in but yeah it's a really great series i'd really recommend it so that is all we've got time for today i hope you enjoyed uh, the first in our series top of your tbr with pandora sykes of all people ah! um we <laughs> have got a really exciting we've got a few people good few up. guests yeah lined up um and we're really, yeah, we can't wait to reveal those to you what's the opposite of eyes peeled he is open what are you even talking about? I'm just about? saying, like, you know, you say keep your eyes peeled to keep your eye on something, but these are podcast listeners, so it's like, keep your ears. Uh, keep, keep your ears pinned back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but keep an eye on our social media, so at a pair of bookends pod, and, yeah, you'll see who okay. we've got coming up. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to pandora sykes for giving us these amazing recommendations and bringing these books into our life it's been amazing more books more uh, more books more better (laughs) let's go with that more better (laughs) (laughs) we're very tired okay so let's take it we are dedicated podcasters um all we want to do is have fun talk about books and we hope that you have enjoyed us waxing lyrical about everything that pandora's recommended to us and thank you pandora for just giving us the best platform to to jump off and read all these books this month for sure so uh yeah but yeah thank you so much for listening thank you very much Bye bye bye